It's time for Health, Happiness, and Healing with Hippocrates on Legends 100.3. Brought to you by the Hippocrates Health Institute in West Palm Beach. Call for your tour today, 561-471-8876, or visit HippocratesHealthInstitute.org. Now here are the hosts of Health, Happiness, and Healing with Hippocrates, Anna Maria and Brian Clement. This is Health, Happiness, and Healing with Brian and Anna Maria Clement. So we are here this Beautiful day with uh, two exciting people, Eva Lise and Jimmy. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for having us. And we're talking to you from the beautiful state of Colorado. If you look out your window now, there's snow on the ground? <laughs> Believe it or not, there isn't at this moment. We had a beautiful, sunny day today, and that's, I think that's one of the things I love about here is the weather. It's uh, mm. Beautiful. <laughs> I, I agree. Yes. You know, it may be cooler there, but boy, it's bright and sunny and cheery every single day. Ivelisse, mm. <laughs> I mean, you had a unique experience uh, because most people never stay alive long enough to say the words you're going to tell the listeners now. I healed cancer. I healed a cancer, by the way, stage four colon cancer that kills practically 100% of the people. And mm. I know one of the things that you employed is mistletoe, and that brings me back to the 1970s when I was in Europe and directing and running centers, and I met a guy who came up with that. His name was Dr. Hans Nieper. And mm. Dr. Nieper, uh, when he started to talk to me about this, I trusted him, but I thought he was a little wacky. Cause the only time I'd ever heard of mistletoe was at Christmas, and I always try to pull <laughs> a girl underneath it. <laughs> and and, and he, he, he finally explained the science on it and gave me the data and statistics. And this isn't just for kissing, this is for healing. So tell us what happened. You went into a doctor one day and they said, hey, by the way, you, you may die. You have advanced stage four colon cancers. What were your thoughts at that point? Yeah, I think um, my husband and I, Jimmy and I, were both in complete shock um, because uh, I knew the signs to look out for. Um, my father had was diagnosed at the same age that I was, um, except for he had died uh, two years later. And so, because of his uh, cancer diagnosis, my whole family was very. We were very vigilant about uh, getting tested every five years, as the doctors recommended. Um, we ate well, uh, exercised three times a week, and and so you know, I just thought I was a busy mom of four, burning the candle at both ends. And um, I was having some extreme fatigue. I didn't have the typical symptoms. And after a series of tests and them telling me that I was diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer, we literally, we were in complete shock. You weren't bleeding? You didn't show any of those signs? No, <clears throat> no. It was, a, it was a right ascending colon, so it was a very high yeah. point where my, where my cancer was. So... Um, it wasn't, it wasn't showing that, displaying yeah. that. But that fatigue is something we hear from all our guests that have been diagnosed with cancer. Everybody's had that yeah. fatigue. Why the Institute yeah. Anna Marie and I direct exists is because our founder, Ann Wigmore, back in 1952, wasn't feeling well. And mm. in Boston, went up to the Harvard doctors at Mass General, and they said, well, go home, you're going to die in 90 days. She had what you had, mm. stage 4 mm. colon cancer. And when wow. radically changed your diet, lifestyle, or mindset and healed it and opened the Institute in 1956. 
So what did you do? I mean, obviously you were watching out for it and you were doing better than the average person, but the reality is it wasn't good enough. And how do you have the the courage to think, my dad died from this, Uh, this is a very fearful thing, Uh, the data is, is horrible on this. Why do you think you could heal it? Well, we actually didn't know. You know, we I, I, when I we asked them a bunch of questions, and I think that, you know, one of the things that we tell patients today with Believe Big is that, you know, you really need to be your own advocate. And so we went in with several questions, and one of them that I asked them was, okay, so you're telling me that you would like me to do, uh, after surgery, uh, chemotherapy. Right. And in, with my case, mm-hmm. you know, my age... Um, my the lymph nodes affected. What are my chances of survival uh, without chemotherapy, mm-hmm. and um, or and with chemotherapy? And the difference was only ten percent. Right. And so, <laughs> I, I, we, I, my husband and I looked at each other. We're like, I cannot believe this. It's like burning the whole forest for one rotten tree. Mm-hmm. And so I know that everyone makes the, that decision for themselves, and we are very prayerful about. Um, making sure that we've listened to the doctors and their wisdom, but then we also lifted up in prayer and just Jimmy was um, in the health and wellness industry for over 20 years, and so he went into research mode. And we really felt like, um, you know, for us, I just felt like um, it wasn't the best avenue for me, and I felt like if I did have six months to live, I did not want it to be weekend, sickened, and in bed. Um, I was going to live it out with my family. Uh, and how, how, old that, were you, how old were your children at this point? Um, our oldest was 13 and our youngest was 5. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And you just so we had you a, lost your dad shortly before this? I had lost my dad when I was 13. So um, okay. he, he had passed away from cancer, his mother, um, and half of her siblings. Um, later I find out that I have the genetic form, which is Lynch syndrome, which only 3% of colon cancers um, are, exactly. are Lynch. Exactly. And it's actually why they didn't think I had colon cancer when I was having all these issues because I had had a colonoscopy three years prior and not even a polyp showed. No. So in their eyes, um, typically with colon cancer, it goes from polyp to full-blown cancer in 10 years. Yes. So it, it really was a colonoscopy to rule it out that actually discovered it. So, yeah, and of course it was emotional. I mean, you yeah. you lived without your dad for all these years, too. And, and and emotional stuff must have happened in your life, too. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. There's there's so many facets to this. And, you know, um, we we really believed that we, we trusted God no matter how it turned out. And I think that that relieved the pressure and the stress. Right. Jimmy looked at me one time in the kitchen and he said, you know what, he believes we could do everything right. And you could still die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we could do everything wrong, and you can live. Yeah. Yep. And the question is, do we trust him no matter how this turns out? And when we open up our hands and say, Lord, take from me what you need to take, and give me what I need, and give us the wisdom to make the right decision, then he set us on a path to um, to search for a different way. And that's what led us to mistletoe uh, changing our diet, as you guys teach there at Hippocrates, it was a plant-based diet that I went on, the emotional healing. There's so many aspects of healing, as you know. There's yes. never just one thing. Mm-hmm. So. Boy, but that, and was, I did that do... was brave for a young couple with young yes. children at yes. home. And, you know, <laughs> I'm sure that you were deep down crying 
and emotional mm-hmm. about this and Jimmy to say, you know, the right thing, Jimmy, you said the right thing. You could do everything wrong and it'd be okay and everything mm-hmm. right and not be okay. And, yeah. you know, it's really, uh, it's like juggling balls that you've never juggled before. Mm-hmm. And so when did you know you were well? How long did that take? Well, so we 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 believe that, you know, to use the that everybody's case is, is, you're an individual, as you know. And so we, I actually did go through surgery to remove the cancer from my colon and my liver. And I started the mistletoe therapy, homeopathy, and all of that probably about two weeks prior to my liver surgery. And we say December 4th, we mark that as my anniversary because that was the last day that there was visible presence of cancer in my body. Oh, congratulations. Oh. That's, that's <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and how yes. many how many and years ago was that? It was twelve years. And people say to me, "Well, how do you know that the the surgery alone didn't cure you?" <laughs> and I've talked to my um, oncologists, and interestingly enough, that very next appointment um, that came in ten weeks post surgery, um, we looked at him and we said, uh, "How often do you see something again in the scans?" And he says, "You really want to know." And I said, yeah, we, we really want to know. Mm. And, uh, and he said 75% of the time yeah. the, we see the cancer back. And, and let me right. tell you, that's an, that's an underestimate. Yep. I've, mm-hmm. and I've been doing this 50 years and a 48. Mm. It's 95% of the time. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you know, if he's talking about within a year's period, it may be 75. Two years, mm-hmm. it's probably 85. And by three years, it's 95. Yes. Yeah, they say that with my case, I think uh, less than 8% of the population is, or those with stage 4 colon cancer um, are alive uh, two years post. That's right, just two years, 24 Mm -hmm. months, that's short time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Imagine what your family went through and, you know, your relationship and Jimmy and and what you guys had, how strong you had to be go through this. Mm. Yeah. You know, I was going to say, I think part of it, for for us was we were open we were open to natural solutions or unconventional solutions because we had some people in our lives that were important to us important relationships that had turned us on to the world of homeopathic medicine for example yeah and i had spent a lot of time in wellness believing that prevention is always uh much cheaper than the cure Mm -hmm. you know and and that the best defense against illness is wellness yeah so we believed that there had to be a solution where we could stimulate her body, change her internal environment, so that it did what it was originally designed to do, which was to, you know, to be healthy, to handle disease, to handle infections, to handle any of the enemies that are trying to tear down your health. So we really actually, we came from a position of belief in alternatives. And, and what we found, even as we continue to work with people, is if someone is open to the idea that another approach can be really, really effective, then that approach tends to be very effective. Mm-hmm. You know, they usually get really good results from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they're close to it, they generally see it as a last resort and oftentimes won't, won't even attempt something outside of the conventional uh, until it's way late in the process and you're really coming from behind. Yeah, I mean, the data is, is stunning. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at long-term data, uh, people who just choose to be medically treated for cancer, yep. surgery, 
chemo, radiation, or a combination, 93% of those people will eventually die from cancer. There's only a seven. It will come back. Yeah, it will come back. We'll come back. And uh, just last year, a major medical journal reported that anyone that takes any level of radiation, that means stage one cancer, stage four, no matter where it is, uh, within five years, 62% of them will have a secondary cancer from the radiation. Yeah. So, I mean, the data is clear. Incredible. And, you know, Anna Marie and I, I guess uh, we're, the institute that we uh, direct is probably best known for people from around the world coming here with advanced stage four cancers and other problems, but mostly cancer. And many of them adopted the same kind of lifestyle you did and reversed it. Thousands, yeah. not many. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thousands and thousands of people. And so, you know, as you say, the mindset, this is why I think uh, probably the most critical ingredient is to change the mind to affirmative thought. So everyone that comes through our program gets psychotherapy. So we're going to be no back. Question. We're going to be back in just a moment. Uh, we're going to let our listeners uh, relax and and dig the sounds, and we're going to now hit what happened, how this transformed your lives, and what both of you are doing now, and what's passion for you at this stage. Be right back. You have the cool. Clear eyes of a seeker of wisdom and truth. Yet there's that upturned chin and the grin of impetuous youth. Oh, I believe in you. I believe in you. I hear the sound of good, solid judgment whenever you talk. Yet there's that bold, brave spring of the tiger that quickens your walk. Oh, I believe in you. I believe in you. And when my faith in my fellow man all but falls apart, I've but to feel your hand grasping mine And I take heart, I take heart To see the cool, clear eyes Of a seeker of wisdom and truth Yet there's that slam, bang, tang Reminiscent of gin and vermouth Yes, I believe in you Falls apart. I've but to feel your hand grasping mine, and I take heart. You gotta have heart to see the cool, clear eyes of a seeker of wisdom and truth. Yet there's that slam, bang, tang, reminiscent of gin and vermouth. Oh, I believe. Hip 
Hippocrates Health Institute is where your life can change for the better. Boost your immunity, get health, reverse chronic disease, lose weight, and more. They are one of the safest places on the planet. Join them for a private, by appointment only tour. Please call 561-471-8876 to schedule this opportunity or schedule a health consultation. Hippocrates is located in West Palm Beach on 60 acres of tropical wonderment. Call 561-471-8876. Now back to Health, Happiness, and Healing with Hippocrates on Legends 100.3. Call for your tour today, 561-471-8876, or visit HippocratesHealthInstitute.org. Now here are the hosts of Health, Happiness, and Healing with Hippocrates, Anna Maria and Brian Clement. This is Health, Happiness, and Healing with Brian and Anna Maria. And we're here with uh, Ivalice and her husband, Jimmy. And boy, you know, she healed herself. But I'm sure that was a teamwork for you. But still, at the end of the day, you have to make the commitment, Ivalice, to, to make that happen. You had mm. to believe that it was going to happen when so many people are not learning anything about holistic medicine or do something alternative and they mm-hmm. just do the allopathic 100% and believing in it and and so many people are saddened a long time after and we meet so many people at the institute who wish that they had heard that they would have learned about new things mm-hmm. so you you guys are an amazing team and there's so much that we want to hear from you. So tell tell us what what you're doing now. Yeah, what's your passion now? So <laughs> you hear this, this monster that kills almost everyone, and then your husband's a cheerleader with you. Yes. Uh, tell me what you're doing at this stage. Yeah, well, sure. Well, after I was well, uh, Jimmy and I founded Believe Big, which is a nonprofit uh, Christian cancer organization, and what our goal is to help bridge that gap between conventional and complementary medicine for fighting cancer. And we just really learned so much through our journey, and we really believe that that message that we needed to know that that patients had a place where they can go to find reliable resources all in one place. And so we started Believe Big with four main focuses. And like you all, one of the things we try and do is to educate individuals on, on a comprehensive approach in prevention and treatment. Uh, we also try and connect patients with uh, physicians trained in mistletoe therapy, oncology nutritionists, and other resources to help them advocate for themselves and their family members. And then we also really felt like um, there was a gap um, in providing spiritual community support to help patients overcome that fear and that anxiety. I, I know for me personally, I feel like the fear and anxiety was, was worse than the cancer itself. So having those tools and resources for patients is something that really helps get them through their journey. Now, now, and then, how, how do you think you went through that? Besides having a loving family mm-hmm. and a husband that supported you, do you think that your prayer helped with that? Uh, absolutely, 100%. And, you know, we really believe that um, God was bigger than the challenge of cancer and that nothing was impossible with him. And and that's actually why, you know, Jimmy came up with the name Believe Big um, for our organization, because we wanted patients to believe that nothing is impossible exactly. with God, that's that right. you, can, you can be healed, uh, yep. no matter what the doctors or other people are saying, that God can do the impossible today. 
Um, so, so yeah, definitely that was a huge aspect of that mental battle that um, really feel like patients need the, the resources to hold on to um, to get through those days where it seems very dark. So how can, and, our, and, yeah, how can our listeners well, find you? Yeah, so we um, they can go on our website at believebig.org. Believe and big, believe one big word. Dot org. That's believe org, big. org means yeah. nonprofit. Nonprofit, yeah, so. believebig.org. And we are also um, in the process of uh, completing phase one uh, with Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, a mistletoe clinical trial, because our hope is mm. that these therapies. Um, are available to all patients, and that one day it will be covered by insurance. So that was a really exciting aspect. Oh, and, amazing. Yeah. And then our, our yes. <laughs> it's been used in Europe for a long time. Mm-hmm. I know we call it Escador, and, and uh, it's been used a long time. And, yeah, you know, so people yes. really have proven it over and over. <laughs> this, this German Yes, and, it, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> And believe it or not, this is the 100-year anniversary of mistletoe therapy yeah. for cancer treatment. Exactly, exactly. It's Hans Nieper so, was sort of the guy that brought it to the world, and yeah. everyone thought he was wacky yeah. in those mm. days. And I can't, so, I can't tell you how many people that that's been a companion herb that they've used mm-hmm. with lifestyle yes. change to yeah. heal. Yes, that's yes. It's, there's so many aspects to that plant that really help in the healing process, and yes. um, and even post to prevent recurrence and. And then our latest passion that Jimmy and I are working on as part of the co-founders team, there's five of us, is uh, we're in the process of, of developing a cancer research hospital um, that will have all these therapies under one roof where uh, patients will be able to get that care. Um, and it will wow. be called the Believe Big Institute of Health. So it's a very large project, but we're very excited about it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's, wonderful. It's certainly one that's worth uh, pursuing. and. We've got to we've got to avail this to the public worldwide. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been suppressed, and uh, mm-hmm. the powers that be uh, aren't happy with people like us. That say, hey, you don't have to spend a half a million or a million dollars and end up being part of the ninety-three percent of people that die mm-hmm. after treatment. Mm-hmm. That there are these options, and mm-hmm. you know, you, and what you've talked about, you know, is not mainstream, but now it's become scientifically mainstream of the importance of faith. And, you know, mm-hmm. you obviously are Christians, but what the studies show is that true faith, uncompromising faith, is always part of the healing process. And, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to have, you've got to have a trust and faith and belief in yourself and believe that there's, yeah. that you're part of a, a whole beautiful system with a higher purpose. power. Yeah, big yeah. purpose. I mean, my, my colleague, uh, Dr. Dosi, a medical doctor is probably the number one scientific advocate for that and shows even when people are prayed for and Mm -hmm. thousand miles away, 2,000 miles away, and the intent is that that person recover, that they can show right there, live on the spot, the immune system improving at the very moment people are praying for them. So this is real stuff. This is real Mm -hmm. stuff. It is. It sure is. You know, we really believe in the power of God. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and the power of prayer, you know, that, that he who created everything has a, you know, has a structure, has a, an order to it. And, you know, and he also wants a relationship with us where we can, you know, where we go to him with our our most difficult circumstances. And, 
we we've often said that faith and fear are very similar. Um, they're like opposite sides of the same coin. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they, they, they are. Both, they both believe something about the future that hasn't happened yet, and the person who lives by faith believes that the best is yet to come. Mm-hmm. Believes that they're they have a positive expectation about the future, and the person that lives by fear has a negative idea. Um, believes that the, the days ahead are going to be filled with trouble and pain, and we chose in our process, and we encourage new patients, and, and um, in fact, we talk about this with everyone from leaders of companies to people who are struggling with a cancer journey, to choose faith over fear, you know, to mm. turn, because if you can see it, if you can see that positive outcome, then you can take the steps to create it. If you put your trust in God, who is able to overcome any of the obstacles that you face, he starts to turn those obstacles around and turn them into opportunities in your brain. He, he starts to help you refocus from problems to possibilities. And and when you do that, there's a bit of a surrendering. And I think Eva Lise would mention that, that part of this journey of healing was really a spiritual healing, yes. where she was she surrendered some things in her life that I think she was holding on to tightly mm-hmm. that may have had a negative effect on her health. So the whole spiritual, physical, mental interaction mm-hmm. is pretty important. Well, you know, the, yeah. to, to me, it's amazing. Here you are on the sideline thanking the God and the universe that your wife's alive, the mother of your children, and now you become a motivational speaker. Yeah. How do you get to that place? And tell us about the book that you wrote, One Word. <laughs> well, we, we had a lot of fun with it. Me and a couple of my buddies, uh, John Gordon, who is a, a big-time author, and Dan Britton, we wrote a book called One Word That Will Change Your Life. But mm. the book was really born out of out of the way we lived our life. Each year since 1999, uh, we have been selecting one single word for the year that would create a theme and a focus that would help us to experience our best year yet, the kind of life change that we needed. Um, you know, and, and like most others, we're coming up on a new year, and you know, New Year's resolutions are pretty common, and so are uh, yeah. the failure. Failure yeah. is associated <laughs> with those New Year's resolutions, but right. when you select one word one word for the year to focus on that, it provides uh, clarity, it, it keeps you focused on the things that matter most, and helps you to see life change in all aspects of your life. So uh, it's been a great journey. In fact, I had a, I had a call this morning with a, a friend of mine and a company that they run, and they're implementing it with their company as well. Everybody will say, what word? How do I choose the no, word? Let, let, let's, this, this is important stuff we're talking about. Yeah. Laura, Lauren here in the studio with us. I know she's been doing this for how many years? Um, I would say since I met you, since I met with the both of you, so what was that, about four years ago now, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah, so I've been, ta- I've been choosing that word. I chose one after, even though I didn't meet you before the new year. I chose one that next day. So let's imagine I'm the newbie. And I've never heard of you or any of this stuff. And I think, you know, what are they talking about a word? So lead me through this in a very concise three you bet. phase. Mm-hmm. So now, okay, it, now it's this crazy. year. I, let's imagine I pick the word hope. That's a great word. It's a great word. But, you know, I would take you through the process of how to discover that word. It's a great word. So, But the process that we use is to look, and it's so simple, to look in look up and look out hmm. if you if you look in basically you're unplugging from the, the busyness of life the distractions long enough 
to be introspective and, and ask the questions, hey, what do I need most? And what's in the way? What's preventing me from being my very, very best? And when you start to journal about those things, you ask yourself the question, if there was one single word that I could focus on that would bring the greatest positive life change to me this year, what might that word be? Mm-hmm. And you start to write down some possibilities. And then we encourage people to, to go into step two, which is to look up. And that's where we, as people of faith, we ask God, hey, we, we believe that the Creator has created us with plans and purposes, and it's our desire to discover those. So we ask God to reveal to us um, if there was one word that we could focus on that would help us to have the greatest positive impact on those around us and our greater mission, what would that be? And we start to jot those down, and you'll see some synergies around it. And that's where you start to uh, intuitively know the word that you should focus on. So if you chose the word hope at that point, you looked in, you looked up, and you said, man, hope is the word, I would say then you have to live it out. So you're um, look in, look up, and look out. Live it out. Post it in prominent places and begin to look for opportunities where hope can influence others around you. Uh, you may encounter some circumstances in your life where you need to cling to hope, you know, where, where it seems like all else is lost. Um, but you can cling to that word, and there's power in focusing on that word to bring life change in all dimensions of life. So now tell us about this book and how do people get this book? Well, the easiest way to get it is on Amazon.com, of course, uh, but we also have a website, and that's GetOneWord.com. GetOneWord.com, and we've got a lot of free resources for people on the website as well. Boy, that's wow. that's great. I mean, you've made this overwhelmingly simple. So yeah. the voyage we've talked about today, so we can review this with the listeners, is here's this young mother, young couple, hmm. Uh, always worried, am I going to get colon cancer? Because that ran in the family. And don't you know what happened? So maybe thought, as you pointed out, Jimmy, was part of that process. Fear was part of that process. Hopelessness was part of that process. And then you started to do the work. And you said, my God, this has a very grim outlook that practically nobody lives long-term with stage four colon cancer. It's almost unanimous, almost 100% of people die. And you said, well, gee, uh, let's ask the doctor an intelligent question. And most people don't ask the doctor any question. They're so shaking in their boots at that point, they roll over, lay down, and do everything. And you said the right thing. Uh, I'm not really happy about chemotherapy, you said. So you said to the doctor, if I take chemotherapy or if I don't, What's the difference in percentage of lifespan? And he incorrectly said 10% because it's not even that number. But you said, wow, there's only a 10% difference. I'm not going to do what I don't want to do. And you took mistletoe, radically shifted to a plant-based diet. For the first time possibly ever, you said, okay, I'm going to employ faith. This is no longer I'm talking about God and talking to God. I'm going to employ faith in my healing. And, you know, I know the wonderful biblical stories about Jesus, and he was a healer. Mm. And so this is the real stuff. This is when the rubber hits the ground on this one. It hits the pavement, and you're going. And you healed yourself. And what came out of that, you were led to inspire other people. And it came down to something very primitive and very basic and very primal that's very real. 
Have intent in your life. Pick the word that resonates with you and harmonizes with God and live that the next year. Boy, what a great thing. What yeah. a great story this and, is. I mean, when you think, just like our founder, Ann Vigmore, who healed herself and, and helped so many thousands, eight, millions of people, yeah. you will do the same. Yeah. Uh, it's mm. amazing. So mm. now, you, now you move from the East Coast out to the mountains of Colorado. Uh, I know mm. your community is very much faith-based where you live. Mm -hmm. And uh, so tell me how the receptivity is in Colorado for your work, uh, getting people to understand that there's options and you can live versus where you used to live in the East. Yeah, you know, honestly, um, we, we help actually patients nationwide. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, when we lived in the East, believe it or not, uh, patients don't have the availability for complementary and integrative care as as easily as they do here in the West. So it's actually more prominent um, here to have healthy food stores and yes. um, acupuncturists and, mm -hmm. you know, all the things that are available here. Um, I think in there, where I was in the East Coast of Maryland, it was a little more restrictive and closed. Um, and But you know what? Our message, we just continue to share stories. We share resources and research. And, you know, our goal is just to offer them up to individuals, not to try and convince someone, but we want to let them know that these are some things that can help you. And you decide for yourself what is best for you. But then we connect them to the professionals who can actually look deeper into their lives and really help them set them on uh, a journey of 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 wellness um, for their specific case. So we're kind of like their advocates, you know, their guides that yeah. help to connect them with the people they need mm. to see. And so I think the longer we are, uh, have been going, we're going into our 10th year now as a nonprofit. And I think people really know that, um, that we are an organization that is for patients and um, and that we're a bridge that really helped connect people to the resources that they need. Well, can you imagine how much different it would have been if somebody like you were sitting in the room the day that you both yeah. were told you imagine had stage that. four oh. cancer? <laughs> what a different yes. journey that would have been. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's our hope with the Believe Big Institute of Health is that, you know, patients can, from the get-go, have that support system, have, have uh, you know, a complete workup of their, you know, metabolic state and, um, their diet plan and everything all in one from the get-go, from the beginning, and to avoid the stress that patients feel with trying to piecemeal everything together. Yeah. Many, many don't make it because they're doing that. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You need a one-stop shopping. That's the institute. We created a one-stop shopping. And so yes. body, yeah. mind, and spirit is there. And if you don't deal with all of that stuff, uh, you may not make it. You know, you have to employ everything that makes a human life human life. And if you don't mm -hmm. do that, you know, if you miss one part of it, it could be the emotion. You could be eating clean. You could be exercising. Uh, you could have everything else. But if you don't have that. And, and that's every disorder. Every that's, disorder. That's not just mm -hmm. cancer. Not just it's cancer. Every, yeah. everything. You know, Anna, yeah. Anna Marie and I, about 30 years ago, it was funny. We were having this conversation. We said, what's happening? Are we getting telepathy? Because when <laughs> patients, or we call them <laughs> guests, would come into the room about 80% of the time, Anne and I, before we met them and knew their name, would tell you what disease they had. Mm. Mm. I remember talking to a friend of mine 
at that point. He was an older, much older medical doctor, and he laughed at me. He said, kid, you're just getting experience. He said, even conventional guys like me know you've seen hundreds and thousands and thousands of paper, people, and disease have personalities. So there's a heart disease personality, mm -hmm. a brain cancer personality, a liver cancer personality, arthritis personality, arthritis personality. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so it's really interesting. So our persona, our depth of or lack of knowledge, wisdom, and faith actually help to magnetize and bring these diseases to us, or by the way, alleviate it, one or the mm -hmm. other. Mm. So it's, it's well, interesting. We appreciate it? all the hard work that you guys do. Oh, it's not know, hard work. If, if it were work, I'd quit. <laughs> no, it's a it's, joy. It's, it's a joy. <laughs> Just like you, we see people flourish and have smiles yeah. on their face. I mean, it's and get rid of pain. It, it's yeah. so wonderful. We're Just, on cloud nine. Yeah. Yesterday, <laughs> I was doing a consultation with a, a beautiful, young, 45-year married couple. Mm. He's probably in his late 60s. And, he was just told yesterday he has two advanced tumors in his colon. Mm. And I said, well, when did you start telling? So well, I started to bleed, I think it was about a year ago. And just yesterday mm. they were told he has this. And they, mm. thank God, a good friend of his had come here from New Zealand and healed himself of liver cancer, so he said, call. And you know, these were just brand new people. 24 hours ago, I uh, didn't know they were facing such a thing. And it was an interesting mm. conversation with them. And mm. I said to them, you listen to me, you listen to everyone, and then you listen to your heart. That's where God speaks. Yeah. I said, you just <clears throat> shut your head off <laughs> and listen to your heart. You're gonna make the right decision. Mm -hmm. And whatever that decision is you make, you stick to that. Mm. Because you can't waver, you're on a tightrope when you have an advanced disease like this. And you don't dance on a tightrope, and you don't move an inch to the left or the right. You learn to stay on the tightrope. And you'll get to mm -hmm. the other side, but it takes total commitment in what you've chosen. And I think most people are wishy-washy today. That's difficult for them. Yeah, and they blame the family. My family doesn't want to do it, so I stop, yeah. you know. Hard to find the food, you know. Yeah. What is mistletoe? I mean, you know, you know <laughs> I mean, you've heard it all, I'm sure. What's wheatgrass? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we, and what we tell them to do with the wheatgrass, it's even harder. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So uh, now coming to the close of this, of this wonderful conversation we're having with you, why don't you both, we'll start with you, Love Invalis, and tell us in two or three sentences what you want to say to people around the world. Mm. I want them to tell, I want to tell them that there is hope, that nothing is hopeless, and to believe that nothing is impossible with God, and, and to be their own advocates, and, um, you know, build that network that team, Jimmy called them a team um, of people around you that believe that you can be well. And, uh, and then, as you have mentioned, you know, to go with that gut and not to bury that, your gut feeling or, you know, an, as a person of faith, that's that, uh, you know, that prayerful decision. And, um, and that's what's going to help you along your journey. Yeah, and a lot of people listening may not have faith. They may not be Christians. They may not be Jews. What happens to a person like that? You speak to these people, as I do every day. So what do you say to those people? 
Yeah, I, you know, the, many times people say, well, how did you overcome the fear? And I can only share with them from my perspective of, of how I overcame it, um, putting the roadblocks up of the negativity, uh, turning off the news, um, and any of those things that are, are, are trying to bring you down. Um, and I would say, you know, similar to starting with, with what Jimmy asked um, about picking, picking a word that you can focus on. Um, that will make the greatest impact for your life in the coming year. And even if you're not a prayerful person, you can be intentional um, about your health, about your healing, and the possibilities of what's um, in front of you. But what's amazing to me is all these atheists, once they get sick, they seem to find faith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Closer you get to death yeah. all at once. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I, I, really I really find that. I find that, you know, when you're facing death, I think that it's just a a really wonderful opportunity that we have at Believe Big to really um, just share with individuals on, you know, who who God is and prayers that can really help and encourage them. And, and I've, I've even said to a few individuals, and I said, I, I, I encourage you that, that you say the simple prayer of asking God to reveal himself to you. And if you are real, as my father did in the hospital bed, he, he, he was someone that didn't have uh, a faith. And he said, God, if you get me through this surgery, and uh, I'll find out who you are or if you even exist. And he went in that uh, year uh, post-surgery. Uh, God got him through the operation. Mm -hmm. that's, and that's he, great. Yeah, and he, dis and, and he discovered his faith through that journey. Wow. Well, that's a mouthful, and that was yeah. great. That was and sort of fulfilling, wasn't it? Jimmy Page, what do you want to share Jimmy. in the world? <laughs> uh, I, you know what? There's so much there, and I'll just piggyback off what Eve, what Lee said, that, you know, everything starts in your mind. You, you have to win the battle of the mind, and so you have to fill yourself, fill your mind with thoughts that are good and right and noble and pure and things that um, are focused on what's possible, not what's impossible. So you have to fill your mind intentionally with that optimism that the best is yet to come, because that will dictate your actions. And then secondly, surround yourself with people who believe, people who yes. believe that you can be well. Mm -hmm. You cannot have any critics or naysayers or yeah, downers, right. because that's, that's a bummer, it just, <laughs> yeah, it, it sucks the <laughs> energy work. out of the room, you know? Yes. It does. And then, you know, take massive action. You know, so many people will say, oh, you know, I'll try this or mm -hmm. I'll try that. I have never in my life experienced great change without massive action. You're right. And so sometimes it feels like, you know, you can feel a little demoralized, like I have to, I have to do everything all at once. You don't, but you do have to be decisive and take action that's going to set your feet on the path towards better health, towards healing, towards wellness. Yeah, you've got to submit and commit or you're there, yes. you won't make it. It's I that simple. That. I mean, yeah, I love that. So, you know, Ann and I see exactly the one part that we all laughed a little bit about there, but it's not funny. I mean, I see uh, fearful partners, fearful husbands, fearful mm -hmm. children, mm -hmm. fearful relatives kill people yep. practically mm -hmm. every day. I, I talk thinking they're this. doing the right but, thing and, and you know yeah. and, and let's be honest about it why what happens if you're really in love with somebody if you really care for somebody and they are told they have like you were love stage four cancer instantly the negative mindset 
for almost all people is she's going to die or he's going to die. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they start writing you off. Yes. And they they sort of do a punches pilot on this one. They sort of wash their hands of it and say, this is out of my hand, and all I know is doctors, hospitals, treatment. And when you're saying, yeah. now you come back and say, I don't want that, I don't want the chemo, I don't want this, all at once you become an adversary to them because they want the nice, neat box. Mm -hmm. She's going to die. <laughs> He's going to die. Yep. So it would like, I would like to believe, but I don't, frankly, after 50 mm -hmm. years of doing this, that people have good intent. Most of them don't have good mm -hmm. intent. They're, they're frightened. They're frightened of losing you. Yes. Yeah. They're frightened Absolutely. of saying anything to you that may, that you, yeah. you may not get well or you'll be angry at them. And, you know, yeah. what has happened to the human race? I mean, you know, don't well, we have values or what? <laughs> I think that, you know, it's funny because life, you know, in the Bible, um, we're encouraged 365 times to have no fear. And, and I think it's because God knew that we would have reason to be afraid and that we would need the courage necessary to overcome that fear. You know, courage, you're not going to operate in life without fear, but you can operate in life with courage, which means taking action even though you're afraid. Yeah. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay. And you know what? We have to be honest. There are moments when we have fear and anxiety. It's okay to have that, but it's God encourages us to take courage with us. Be courageous. Take action despite the fact that it's scary. Yeah. And when you do, God steps into those moments and he uh, intercedes. I remember Ivelisse's first word in uh, the year that she was diagnosed with cancer in 2009 after her surgeries, her word was belief. Oh, yeah. and, yeah. and, and that was the word that she, that was kind of the litmus test for anyone that was going to be involved with her treatments was, do you believe that she can be well? And that's that's kind of how, Evelise. If you if you remember, that's kind of how mm -hmm. you assembled your team. Yes, <laughs> Evelise. You yeah. know, you chose the right word. About twenty five years ago, I wrote a book called Belief. Yes, all there is. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. you picked the right. I mean, really, it, your reality is what you believe, and everything else is not real. Mm -hmm. And so that's powerful, powerful first word you picked. So I mean. Mm -hmm. You know, oh. it's great to yes. hear them talk like this. Isn't <laughs> I know. It? This is so uplifting. And I think this time of the year, everybody needs to be uplifted. A lot of people are lonely, a lot of people are sick, <laughs> and there's a lot of fear, for sure. Yeah. So, you yeah. fearless warriors, yes. you're, 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 <laughs> you, you people yeah. who are, are shining examples mm. of what all of us are capable of, yeah. once you use the free will, that differentiates humans from other creatures. Uh, as Dr. Dosey said so beautifully, if you do half the work, God will take your hand and do the other half. Mm. So God bless both of you. Keep up your wonderful work. Once again, how does everyone get in touch with you? Yeah, they can reach us at believebig.org, or they can call our offices at 888-317-5850. Uh, you be well and, and have an extraordinary life. Thank you so life. much. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. <laughs> you so, too. Merry Christmas. You too. Until next week, we want all of you to have the coolest existence you can imagine. Wear sunglasses, you know, dance, sing, jump around, have fun, and most important, find your passion. 
Till next time, be well. Thanks for listening to Health, Happiness, and Healing with Hippocrates on Legends 100.3. Call for your tour today, 561-471-8876, or visit HippocratesHealthInstitute.org.